Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning on Serious Slam Radio. Guys, we you guys are in for a very special treat today. We have Diego from Die Ivories in the studio via Zoom. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it was such a great interview. Rao, did you have a good time on this interview? I had a ball, and I, man, I'm excited to share this with the world. Yeah, so we're going to keep this pretty quick. The interview went on for almost 15 minutes, man. We could have kept on talking it for two hours, but granted, we only have an hour to talk. So I guess this is just us saying we cannot wait to expose this guy to the world. We, are, we were definitely all fun, guys, and we can't wait to show you what we talked about. It's going to be great, guys. Cut to commercial. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are strong and we'll get through this together, but these are stressful times. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, and know that you are not alone. Visit wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. It wouldn't do justice to sit here and try to compare this unique human being, if that, to any other artist out there. Being in the local music scene for the last six years and coming across this artist was nothing short of spectacular. I think if human is the proper term, D. Ivories has such a unique sound that it feels like you're on excursion out of this world. Luckily for us, we have the voice behind the music in the studio to curate this journey through their music and beyond. We, we present, present the, the ever so mystical Diego of D. Ivories. Hello! Bonjour tout le monde! How's welcome, everybody doing? Welcome, brother. Bonjour. We're doing pretty good, bro. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. It's nice and hot. You're looking good, good, bro. <laughs> well, well uh, welcome, bro. 
Yeah, Thanks. always, 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 man. <laughs> this is a uh, knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Um, this is a uh, a podcast, and today we're interviewing D. Ivories, aka Diego. So, uh, tell us something about yourself, man. Um, what's what are you outside of the world of music? So, outside of music, I'm just a little Colombian dude who was just living in Miami for the majority of his life, and. Uh, moved to New York to seek a professional career and make something add value to this world. And given everything that I find passion in, I just like to just treat myself as if I have these several passions flowing out of me and I just want to send it to every little part of this world that I can. So outside of music, I just want to give everybody my love and make everybody want to, receive it and well not make them but hopefully they receive it soak in it for sure yeah Love it, cherish it embrace it right no man that's awesome and i think i think that's a great purpose to have now how does that all of that influence your music and your sound well i, I find the sound very personal and um i don't think you can separate the two from from myself i think everything that i try to work with i hold true to myself. I never do something that's out of character. I'll never write something that isn't what I'm, who I am or what I'm feeling about, or, or I'll try, I won't try to be something that I'm not. I just want to make it point and clear that Diaries is who I am, is who I was born to be, to, at least for now. And that can always change, but my heart and my passion lies in who I am. And I just want to m- make sure that I continue to live by that example and chase and that what, feeling what an example that is man i i i think that's not an example i think that should be a standard because Absolutely. I, yeah because that i think it's beautiful that you feel that way that your music comes from a place of passion it's not just uh i'm gonna make music just to make music no it comes from you and how you feel about things mm-hmm. absolutely and that's and i think at this day and age it's rare to have a message that's so pure and not you know with other reasons or purposes behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, and as far as, as your music goes and your, your rebirth, I would say, as, um, as the Ivories, that all began in New York, correct? Yeah, well, it began here. It started here in, when I was living in Coral Gables and in Brickell. I was um, living by myself and um, I was just moving out of just a really tough point in my life where I was not only breaking free from personal relationships, like and also like friendship relationships and other kinds of relationships that I had. I wanted more, um, I wanted to be more unique in who I was. I wanted to, to stand on my own feet and know where I, who I was and what I did. I wanted to be alone. And in that aloneness, I tried to find myself again. And that's when I reinvented this project to just kind of become a new person, to mold myself into a better version, if not the best version that I can be. And I started down here. So. And how did that grow once you got to New York? Like what, what, what effect did New York have on, on that? Compared what? to your time in Miami, like how did Miami help that transition to your son in New York? Well, living alone really taught me how to, you know, take care of myself. And when I moved up to New York, I was just, not only was I alone and living by myself, but I didn't know anybody there. 
I didn't know who I could speak to in confidence, who I can trust in. All of my friends were down here. So I just really had to just take the inspiration that was New York City, the, you know, the big lights and the big stages and the big sounds. And I wanted to take that in. It was more of a research period for me. I kind of just took a step back and watched somebody else do their magic so I can be like, okay, well, this is actually the kind of magic that I want to do, but base it off myself, base it off how I do it. And um, it's just been learning through that and being inspired by the way things are run in New York and how things go. And just, again, the big lights, the big city. I've always been inspired by that. No, that's awesome. And then, and then how was the music scene in Miami for you? Because New York sounds great, but how, what, how was it in Miami for you to appreciate the music scene in New York so much? Well, I mean, there's, there's something I feel like the Miami music scene has, and they, it has its pros and cons, as any music scene would normally do. But something that I've always kind of, I guess, disliked about the Miami scene was that it, it became so clicky that there was just certain cliques of artists and so many good and talented artists, but they would just kind of stay within their own circle. They wouldn't try to mesh with other circles. And any, any attempt at trying to do so was just, it was just, it felt contrived and it didn't seem right. So it, anytime I wanted to divulge into several other music scenes in Miami and just be like, Hey, well, look, this is who I am. Let me know. Let me, can I be in your circle? And everyone's just kind of like, no, I don't know you, you, no, nah, I'm just going to like be with my friends. And in New York, it's just like, Oh, wow. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Like you, you seem cool. You seem nice. Wait, why don't you come sit down with us and have a beer or something? And that was really, it felt more inclusive. I mean, it's, you still get a lot of that anywhere you go, but I just felt more welcomed by, uh, I was given the benefit of the doubt as soon as I got there. And I think that's, that's really nice. And I just wanted to do, to always make myself, you know, be comfortable where I was. So I was happy. So for, that, uh, yeah. For those people that, did not offer my friend Diego a beer when he was down here in Miami as an artist. I don't want you listening to the show. All right. Just get <laughs> just turn it off now and go out there. Well, you can't go out there, but when things open up, go offer someone a beer for the love of God, man. Be welcoming. That's that's the key word that you said, welcoming. Um, as someone that was also in the Miami musical scene, you know, um, and granted that my my sound was I was a DJ, so I would have to play to the crowd. So I was oh like I was I had people welcoming me because I could play a variety of styles of music opposed to someone like yourself that's actually in a band that has a certain sounds. I I agree with you completely, and we we bro we would we knew all the bands that were out there, and it's I agree with you completely, man. There's a lot of clicks here in Miami. And it's great that you were able to go over there to New York and really thrive and, and have people be like, hey, I remember you from that show. Exactly. What's your deal? You want to have a beer? Let's talk. You, obviously, you like the music because you came back. So, you know, that's It was awesome. actually me buying it. Uh, it was actually <laughs> me buying them drinks. It well, was actually... Hey, it's an investment. Let's be like, hey, let me just get the first round and then we'll talk. And then I remember first meeting my roommate who is one of the most Sagittarius, nicest people you've ever met. And uh, he's just kind of crazy. He's like kind of loco. But first thing that the way I introduced myself was like, hey, I'm Diego. I'm from Miami. He's like, Miami, here, let's take a picture. Let's take a picture, Miami. 
<laughs> and I was like, whoa. And I, I didn't even move in with him until a year later. But from that point on, he was my friend, you know? So it was just like, wow. It was just really cool. No, to well, be that's all. Oh, sorry. No, well, no, yeah. that's it. It's yeah. awesome that you found a community that, that's so welcoming to you and you decided to be welcoming back by buying that first round, putting yourself out there. That's awesome. And, and I think on the other end, that's something that a lot of people are intimidated to do because of what you said. There's so many clicks. There's so many, it's, it seems like you have to like penetrate a force field almost. Like I was never part of the music scene, but I liked being around that scene. And I saw that, that like you see people trying to like talk, like talk to a group and, the, and then you, you see them just get pushed right out, just shunned right out. Absolutely. And, and if you're going to be in an art environment, in that, type of, in that type of environment specifically, shouldn't you be more welcoming? Isn't that the whole point of it? Mm -hmm. Well, and the whole thing is that I feel like with people are intimidated by strangers. Yeah. I've, I've, and, and, and strangers that look, that look good and that look like confident, they're even more intimidated by because they want to know what this person's about. And all of a sudden, they feel insecure about themselves because they don't have as much confidence and but they might have all the friends so like seeing a stranger with all that confidence can be kind of intimidating so it wasn't easy you know it wasn't easy I wasn't trying to like penetrate into other circles I was just trying to create my own all-inclusive circle I don't try to be your friend I I am your friend and if you want to be more in part of it then you can come closer but I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to put my nose in anybody else's business because you know, um, I, to, to continue to what you're saying, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I could give you from, from, like I said, from what I've experienced, something that an example that I could give you is that there are some artists that also don't really like, they'll tell everybody to come onto their show. Hey, I'm performing, I'm performing, but they're not talking about all the other bands or all the other artists that are performing for that show. So then those same artists that aren't talking about the other people around there, granted that they're trying to promote themselves and I get it. But at the same time, those artists will do their show and leave for whatever reason. Maybe they have another show, but for the most part, they just don't want to be there. And guess what? The crowd that gets generated for that one band is gone, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've seen it. Me and Raul went to Churchill's for St. Patrick's Day. And we just, we just pulled up. We didn't know anybody. We just wanted to go see what it was open mic. So, mm -hmm. and we saw that, that there was like this one guy that was really good, had five people, right? And then that guy stuck around and saw the next guy play, right? And then those mm -hmm. five people still stayed. And then it just kept on growing and growing and growing. But once again, the artists stayed to support other local artists. And in Miami, specifically in Miami, I feel like us as local artists have to continue supporting each other. Continue yeah, saying, absolutely. hey, go listen to this guy's podcast. Or hey, go watch this person. Even when that show's done, let's see what's up with this person. Let's see what's up with that band. I think that that's extremely important. And let alone the well-being of the local music scene. Like we need that to continue striving. And Miami has some people that rock, bro. We have some gifted musicians, gifted singers, gifted videographers, bro. This is the place to do that. We just need to come together a little bit. That's just all, we need, all we need to do is listen, man. All we need to do is actually stand there. Don't think about who you're trying to impress. Don't think about oh, well, my friends just finished playing, so maybe I should get another drink or maybe I should just go out into the, in the courtyard or no, like, listen, yeah. listen. It's, it's so important to just sit there and receive what this other person's music or this, their energy is, is being channeled through. And I think a lot of New York is that, listening, listening. And just, I've seen a lot of bands throughout my life and, I've seen a lot of, I've been a part of audiences as well. And 
I've just and I mean I even admit to it like I, I sometimes will walk out and leave like in the middle of a set just because whatever the circumstance and I hold myself you know I take responsibility for that but at the same time like if I was the artist on stage and I would see that I wouldn't want the same thing to happen so I just try to do my best to, to listen and it's so easy because you don't have to do anything you just have yeah. to stand there just just, just stand there and enjoy what it is, man, and appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, that's actually how uh, Jonathan showed showed me your music. I, I didn't know about your music, then he showed me, and bro, I, I really enjoy it, and I'm very happy that you did. No, absolutely, man. I think that you have a very cool sound. I, I like your look as well. Um, and with that said, how do you like? How did your look come to be? Like, like how did you decide this is how I want to represent myself? So, um, it was actually pretty funny story so the last day of the end of astro maps which was the band that i was in for a really long time in the miami scene so we had our album release show and on the last day of that release show well the day of the release show we were just packing things up we did it at the studio where I actually recorded that album animal music and it was really nice to do that that uh that show there because we kept it to like a 50 person maximum so it was all our friends we invited all our friends we did one last show for them and everybody you know wrote out and it was, they had a great time and then one of my friends and the producer of the record he comes up to me he's like hey Diego somebody left a pair of these glasses not these specifically but I call them the OGs and they're purple and um, somebody left a pair of the OG heart glasses in the stage Do you know who they might belong to I was like no, I don't. And I like posted something on my story. It's like, hey, did anybody leave some glasses? And nobody really responded to me. And I was like, well, I'm going to wear them. I started wearing them. And then people were like, hey, nice glasses. Hey, cool glasses. So I was like, all right, well, here's something I could build off of. And I don't know when, but it just came so natural to me to just start wearing them for performances and just not taking them off. And then it became like a part of me. It really did. It just, it just kind of just strung together. I just, something clicked and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wear these glasses for the whole D.I.V.R.E.S. for as long as I'm in it. I'm going to make sure it's about these glasses. I was really inspired by um, Elton John and all of his fashion, all the way that he looks and stuff. So I, I just, I was like, I want to, I want to do something similar to that, no doubt. And I don't know, I, I really, I thought something clicked. And from that point on, I just started taking fashion and my apparel and my present presentation really seriously and and we could tell man you you definitely stand out in a room for sure and it and for those watching you know that we definitely appreciate a nice pair of glasses over here at knr yeah absolutely we got absolutely. glasses glasses squad oh, over man. Days, no, days. no i actually relate to what you say obviously i don't go and sing and perform the way you do but uh yeah like these glasses i've had them for about a year now and I go through phases of glasses. Like I wear the same pair for like six mm -hmm. months to a year. And then eventually I lose them. They break. I'm, I'm the worst. And then, but yeah, it almost feels like it's a part of me too. So I relate to what you're saying with that. And I think it's great that you know that. So when you're on stage, how do you view yourself? Like, what do you imagine people are looking at when you're on stage? I'm, I'm sure that I've, I was watching myself. And like I, I do because I, I, my friends take videos of my performances and I just look at myself and play. I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on here. Like there's this killer outfit right in front of me. There's this really strong and like very good band behind it. And then there's just so much energy in between. There's crazy singing and it just kind of feels like 
controlled chaos, lightning in a bottle. And I'm like, I want to capture more of that essence. I want to go deep into the atoms of that energy and then try to break it apart, separate it even by even little by little and just kind of try to mold something with it and try to use it, use it to, to really like capture all that glory and glamour. Yeah. And, and fashion such a, like, you know, in general, just being fat, like not fashionable, but just being like, stylish obscure stylish you know like just i love elton john i mean i love i love wearing stuff that that where when i walk into a room whether it's good or bad they just look and they're like whoa you know what i'm saying like and and i love it when people are i love it when and he says it to me all the time he's like i wouldn't wear that but i could see Mm -hmm. you wearing that i love that i love all that obscure we talk about that all the time like like our different fashion senses like jonathan i think has a very modern contemporary fashion sense like he looks mm-hmm. like he just came out of gq magazine from today yeah absolutely, absolutely. that's where i feel i see that that's, that's where i feel mine is more classic with touches of contemporary you know what i mean yeah yours is a little bit more like as long as i got my suit and tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh hey man hey i'll bust a move right here i'll bust a move if you start singing man for that's sure <laughs> but, but it, yeah. is, it is it is really and something i just want to add to that is that um um, that was the first because these glasses, just like your glasses and your shirt, could belong to anybody. They could go literally to anyone. But there's something about wearing something and making it yours, oh. and that is that is no. a hard. That is something you have to build on. Make something yours. Make take any go to Goodwill tomorrow and find a good store, find a good piece, and then come back with it. Make it yours. That's the best. It's I, the best. I couldn't agree with you anymore, man. It's not about the item. It's about you and taking ownership of the item. It's not nice. just a shirt at this point. It's my shirt because mm-hmm. I decide that this is what I'm going to wear and it's going to be a representative of me. I mean, I'm not going to lie, bro. Half my closet is Goodwill clothing. And if there's any sponsors out there listening, come on, <laughs> give us anybody. Give us, I'll wear whatever you want me to wear. Obviously, <laughs> I'll wear whatever. But hey, I'll wear a banana hammock, bro. But going back to Goodwill, I, I, <laughs> I, similar, I, I have a similar thought process when it comes to me buying these crazy Hawaiian shirts at um at goodwill i would think to myself i'm like man i wonder if the person that gave this away gave it away because they didn't like how it looked on them and then i go and i throw it on and i'm like shut up (laughs) look at me look at me i have been i have been on both ends of that i have taken clothes because honestly it fits me but it doesn't fit me Mm -hmm. wow it's not me and then from there you know and then I go drop that off and then I go to the Goodwill store and then I find something that does fit me and it feels right. And, and, and I, I think that's something about style and fashion and I guess clothing in general that a lot of people don't appreciate. I think that even if the item isn't for you, doesn't mean that it's not for anybody else. It's just not your item, but if exactly. it's yours, you gotta make it yours, but, but you gotta make it yours and take ownership of that. I think, but, uh, but sorry, just a piggyback of what you're saying about Elton John. Yeah, man, he definitely has a wild sense of style. I definitely see the influences. Um, what's another influence for that? Well, your fashion and your music, I guess. Um, well, um, I just like to take a, take a little bit of parts from, you know, the craziness. Sometimes I'll look at, I'll, I'll watch a show, uh, like a live show, and I'll see some crazy stage prop, like some floral backgrounds. And I'll be like, wow, that's cool. I'm going to use that. 
I'm going to use those floral backgrounds. Sometimes there, there's going to be an artist on stage and he'll have this, he'll also be playing keyboard, but his keyboard is like, stand is like a bunch of Greek columns. I'll be like, hey, that's cool. I want to do something like that. I want to do something. So it, I just take from what I see. And there's no greater example than, you know, the classic greats like, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury as well. He's got an excellent sense of, of, of style and just presence that he doesn't have to be, he could be wearing a tank top, but it's, it's part of the look. It's part of the fit. And I dig deep into looking into what I can use that is just normal, but it has that, that has that, you know, the pizzazz. It has that uh, brightness to it. So it's, right. it's just a matter of looking. It's, it's not one necessary thing, but I'm just inspired from what I see. You know what right. I mean? So you're, so you're one to grab pieces of, of like almost like tidbits of, of certain people or certain mm -hmm. styles. And then you incorporate it and you mention to something that's not, that you're not mimicking, that you're making your own, but through influence in that. And with that being said, since you, you are a fan of that, now, mm. how does that relate towards music specifically on behalf of your past projects with, like you said earlier, Astromaps? And then if I'm not mistaken, Bed Scene, what did you grab? What tidbits did you grab from that to incorporate into the Ivories? Well, I'll start with Astromaps first. Astromaps taught me everything I know. It was, it, was in a band, it was my very first band I was actually a part of. And we've gone through several different stylistical changes and musical changes. I really learned... And you know, it's funny, I was hanging out with him yesterday too. Well, like socially distanced Zoom chat sort of stuff. We're all but, safe over here, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wear your mask. Wear your mask. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but, um, the, you know, they were showing me some tunes. Just going back to yesterday for, on, on the chat, they were showing me some tunes because a few of them live together now. And that were, they kind of like picked up and, and they were just playing the guitar and then my friend was doing the drums behind it. And I was like, man, they still got it. They still have that songwriting element that was part of the original astronauts that I, that I was a part of. And it taught me how to play the keyboard proficiently because I already knew how to play the piano classical style and, you know, some, some elements of jazz, but not too, not too much at that time. But like, I kind of, I kind of taught how to, I, I kind of relearned how to play the keyboard and a synthesizer in a creative way. And they taught me how to do that. Not to mention that later on through like the changes of the styles of the band, I learned how to play bass too. So they really, I really capitalized on my talent and my potential in that band. And, um, you know, we're all still good friends. So we all like talk about the good old days and how things were at this show and we still have our laughs. But in the end, I really admire the songwriting that came from, from that band and working with, three other like-minded individuals that were a very big part of songwriting that maybe someone in that band wasn't that good of a songwriter, but they destroyed that guitar. They could shred eruption or like, you know what I mean? They, but they could do their own version of a solo. And so it was really cool to work with three other songwriters. And then later on when I was asked to play keyboard for bed scene, which is the, a project that is still going on right now. And I encourage you to listen to that because it's like this bedroom indie pop, um, that is just really, really, ooh, it's, 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 it hits that sweet spot. It's like a moonlight sonata of just, of just like really, really good bedroom pop. And uh, Nick, he's a good friend of mine. He asked me to play keyboards because he saw me play in Astromaps. He's like, wow, you, you've got talent. Like, why don't you play keyboard for me? And I helped him. Uh, he kind of helped me go into, look into what sounds specifically from that keyboard he wanted. 
hey Diego, sometimes I want this like electric road sound piano. Piano, can you do it? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Oh Diego, I want like a flute sound here with on the synthesizer. Yeah, for sure. So I was able to kind of like go deep into the keyboard because of bed scene and look into different sounds that I liked. I was like, wow, this may not work for this bed scene song, but this sounds really cool. This sounds like a theremin. And, you know, thanks to Nick, he would pretty much let me, allow me, since I wasn't singing or anything, he was the only one doing the project. I was just kind of focusing on my own technical skills. And because of that, I feel like my technical skills have improved because of, of bed scene. And here I am now, and I'm just kind of taking from what I've learned from those two experiences and, and it's really gotten to help. It's really helped me. Well, I think it's great that you've been able to get things from those experiences and also that you're still friends. We're very big fans of friendship over here. Uh, yeah. so, so, so it's great that it didn't have to be a bitter end to that. And then potentially you guys could jam out together, could work together again. And, and also that you've been part of such different projects that I'm sure don't all sound the same either. So yeah, you've been exactly. able to explore different genres, different sounds. Uh, with that being said, what are what are some genres that you do want to look into that you haven't been able to touch base on? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've got a so it's it's my, mo my mother's birthday uh, tomorrow, and we have like a like a Colombian like mariachi coming in, and he's <laughs> gonna be coming in like in like thirty minutes or something, and he's gonna be playing some like old school classic Colombian like really like songwriter really quick guitar sort of accordion music and i've always been interested in that i've always been interested in taking elements and i've never done this before uh, I've, I've taken elements from a frank franco rock like a french theater and french drama and i kind of did that in the beginning i really liked it but i've kind of been working with more of like a tropical beats and tropical rhythms since i've been here in miami and um I just kind of work, want to do a little bit more of that. I give it a little bit more Spanish Colombian flavor. And um, I think it might benefit me to try something to do an all Spanish song in the future. For sure. We just, we just did an artist. We just had an artist on that. Um, Kevin Connors, shout Kevin out to Connors. him from Miami. Nice. Um, where, Check where it he out. transitioned from uh, hip hop and he came out, bro, he came out with a 16 song album. And you could see that he finally found his voice because everything else was EPs and singles. And then he produces 16 pulse masterpiece called guilt trip. And us as listeners, we were like, wow, this guy finally got his sound. So what does he do next? He goes Spanish. Wow. wow. Okay. Okay. And now he's killing it in that. And even at that, in the interview, he's like, we, we talked about how you could go down the same path and like perfect that craft even more granted that you already perfected it, but you could, you could continue with that same sound or you could grow as an artist and try a different route. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's extremely important in, in anybody's growth in artistry in any sense of artistry that they do, whether it's music, um, visual art, contemporary art, dancing, all, all of that. But nice. you had mentioned um, in the, in the men's uh, Fra um, Frank, a French drama uh, drummer, you had said now. French theater, French, French rock, you know, cabaret go. sounding. So what, what influence does, was, does France as a country, because I've heard you in songs mention, you know, well, bonjour, well, your name. Your well. name seems French as well. We could be wrong. <laughs> and, and you're speaking of, of your Colombian. So I yeah. want to know where that, where, where that came to play. Well, it kind of came in the whole reinventing of myself two years ago. I uh, kind of taught myself French again after I, I, I had taken a few classes in college, but I just retaught it to myself. And um, 
I was really just mesmerized by the drama of the language, by the way, like a sentence is structured so that the end, like the ends of the sentence, it's, it's like so dramatic and you can, it's kind of hard sometimes to like explain because in Spanish it doesn't directly translate, but it's, it's moving. It's like, it's like a move, like poetic movement, the way the French speak. And I wanted to take from that, you know, without appropriating French culture because I'm not French, <laughs> but yeah. I really like to take it, take the, you know, the, the poetic, the phonetics of, of the language, the way that the, the, the rhythm of the language moves. And I, I wanted to like curate a, some music and songs so that they can so i'm not just limited to one language so that the rhythm and the singing of my melodies can can go into s different waves can just not just go up and down but they can go diagonal and sideways and curve you know so it uh, really taught me how to adapt and how to be fluid and volatile around like the music because in the end, I'm, I'm making my own genre. I'm not going to stick to one. I'm just making my own. So I think that's incredible. Uh, no, and also to backtrack real quick, I don't think it's appropriation. I think it's cultural appreciation. That, absolutely. That, yeah. That, our, our, that, our art history has also taught me a lot of that yeah. too. Yeah, man, absolutely. You, you, you found some things that you found about a culture that you appreciate and you're using it in a positive way. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think it's great that you were able to find those influences throughout the world. Come on. There's people who travel all over the world to try to learn different things from different places. Like if you're trying to learn how to become the best sushi chef in the world, you're not going to go to Wyoming, are you? You're, yeah. You know, no, you're not. And so, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, and, and like I said before, we've really been enjoying your music here. Uh, Jonathan actually has been telling me about his favorite song, Cheers. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, Cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we think we think it's great, and we love what you do with Cheers, um, and the song prior to that, Jonathan. Some um, odd suspicions. So, Mike, I guess, yeah. So, I mean, and for those that that don't know, it come the songs are in order. Like Cheers, it's Cheers, the last song, correct? And then before yeah. that is Odd Suspicions. And if mm -hmm. you hear it, if you hear it not on shuffle, if it come, it, bro, it fades into the other one perfectly perfectly Perfect. so like you. Yeah. did you do you did that on purpose i assume yeah that was I mean, not an accident. if that was an accident then you're you're god sent for sure it was not an accident it was um the whole song is 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 called odd suspicions when i wrote it and i noticed that when we had tracked it um i kind of told uh, my producer raul i told him i was like i kind of want to make this final track uh cheers I wanted to make it as its, as its own separate track because I want people to listen. If I want anybody to go on shuffle and then wherever playlist it might be on and then they could just be like, listen to something they like. And then all of a sudden it cuts and it goes, cheers. And then it just <laughs> goes into that beat. So I did wow. that just, just so people could enjoy that part of the song, even though it, it's an extension of Odd Suspicions. It's the resolve of the song because Odd Suspicions is such a heavily it's a based on diminished chord it's like heavily diminished influence and uh there's a part in the song that i call it has the waterfall effect where it's like and i could just picture like just like rocks falling on the waterfall just and you know strings in the background and it's just all this chaos and then after it just compresses into this one huge rock it just resolves into like cheers and it's just pure happiness joy and um, 
I really like that track. I love playing it live, and uh, it gets it gets a lot of good reception. So I, I appreciate I it. Bet. I bet, man. It's a it's a great song. It's a great it's a great transition. I really like tickle tickle my ego. I really like that. Oh, one. nice. I like it a lot, and and I and I love what you do with the sound uh, versus the lyrics because it sounds carnival like almost to me. Uh, nice. I was, talking, I was talking about it with Jonathan earlier that it that it sounds like you're just going through this lovely carnival and so many things are going around you, and then you realize that. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's about you realizing that the person you're with isn't the person you're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. But it's such a joyous atmosphere that it's almost like you're appreciating that circumstance that you arrived to that conclusion that yeah hey, exactly it, it was a nice little journey but it's not for us exactly you're just kind of embracing the journey you're yeah. embracing the fact that that it may have happened but and it might have not been the best situation for you to have been in but to look at look at everything that you've gone through look at all these ups and all these downs and just try to take all the positive elements from there and make you forget in a sense. And then right after that, it goes into there's a reason, which is a more of a reflective, you're like, okay, let's look into why this didn't work. You know, so, so this, the album has like a very short story. It's, I would rather say it's like a few songs short of a breakup album, but it's, uh, they all address that in a sense, that, that reinvention movement after a breakup. Well, I don't know about breakup because the album brought us together. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But uh, I'm quick with it sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, but talking about there is a reason. Uh, we know that the music video is out. It's on YouTube. It's marinating. It's, it's there. Uh, nice. So what went into that? Actually, just out, it was another impulse thing. I was working with a, uh, a videographer we were just having lunch one day we were just talking he was talking about some of his other projects that he was doing and he's like Diego I never made a video for you and I was like oh well would you like to he's like yeah and pure soul on this planet did not charge me a dime for it he just told me what do you want to do and I was like well I'd like to do it for there's a reason and I kind of want to make it this introspective kind of view around New York and my rooftop and I just want to show explain in a very narrative way the song what it means and there's a reason i ended up really liking how things went because um the locations that we picked were were really fun to to shoot in especially in new york (laughs) pre-pandemic yeah no for real no there's there was a part of that music video if i'm not mistaken where you're standing in a in a fountain and there's these uh, a couple that are like sharing a passionate kiss is that, that am, am i correct in, with this music video am i thinking about the right music yeah video? yeah, that's, yeah that's the same music video. That, bro that is beautiful. beautiful dude beautiful was that staged or was that just like no that wasn't we couldn't oh. we couldn't get there we couldn't run quickly enough to, to see if they they wanted to, to do it but uh so we're hoping it's okay <laughs> but I, I i imagine it's i imagine it's all right i i, I really hope so um if you're hearing this we <laughs> hope it's all right too <laughs> yeah and if not you we'll see what happens but i think it was a beautiful moment to capture and um he told me about it as soon as we uh cut on that take and he's like how do you feel about this i was like wow that's beautiful and he should, should we keep it i was like yeah absolutely we should and so i take full responsibility but it was <laughs> yeah. a beautiful moment Hey, if anything, if worse comes to worse, bro, I'm sure that they would really enjoy it. 
I would really hope so. Granted, that was a, like, that's, you could paint a painting with that. That was beautiful. No, it was great. so beautiful, man. And I kept on thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, dude, if this wasn't staged, then wow, the universe really like, and now that you're saying that you acted off impulse and everything happened and played out the way that it played out, dude, like, man, that's awesome. That's so great to hear. It's, I, I'm a fan of acting upon, upon impulse. You know, it's got me in trouble, but it's also done some really good things in my life. I'm sure it's done the same thing in yours. I can speak for our own and say it's done the same thing in his, you know? This wasn't well, a call. But it's important to take risks, right? Like us as yeah. artists, I think it's, it's extremely important to take risks. Even if you fall on your face, you learn, you know? Because mm -hmm. like, then art, yeah, it's, it's just a mistake you make. It becomes a mistake. And what do you do with mistakes if not learn from them? I read a lovely quote the other day that really stuck with me. Art is to disturb the, the uh, comfortable. And it's also meant to comfort the disturbed. And wow. that really stuck with me. That's beautiful. That really, really stuck with me. Because, you know, we are, we, we, look, I think everybody on some level or another, however deep you want to take this, is looking for some meaning or a sign or something. So when things do fall in place like that to make something so awesome like that music video wow like you can't argue that it wasn't meant to be that was supposed to happen for you and to, to add on to that i also read a very similar quote um it was along the lines of you're a wizard harry and it really <laughs> stuck by me. It really, it really got me going. And with that being said, bro, we want to say thank you for coming onto the no. show, bro. You've definitely casted so a spell on us because we are fangirling wow. over here. And with that said, it also could have been Neville Longbottom. Just saying. <laughs> it could have also been Mr. Longbottom. It could, hey, it could have been Mr. Longbottom. But yeah, man. Uh, but talking about music videos, what are some other? Uh, are there any other concepts or songs you want to make a music video for too that you've been thinking about? So, uh, yes, uh, there's this new song I'm going to be coming out with in August. I'm going to be putting out in the middle of August. And I'm currently working on getting clips for that music video for this song. And I have this really cool idea. I don't want to give much away, but I, I have this really cool idea of just getting people, since we're all quarantined in our home, and just kind of getting videos from them, just kind of doing like their own dance, you know, kind of dancing along to the song, but like really going at it, like, like all to the wall, you know, all, <laughs> all there, just, just going crazy. It'll just give me some of those like SpongeBob weird dances. <laughs> oh, and man. yeah, exactly. Those like, yeah, ex that picture Squidward, Squidward. When those wiggly wiggly, they call <laughs> it. Yes, so. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, so I want to just bring a bunch of clips of those together and it all would also be lyric video and it just have follow along with the lyrics. And then you could just see the happiness that comes from this song and kind of just see how everybody else makes that how that song makes everybody else feel and i think it would be a good concept to include more more moments like that absolutely especially now more than ever more than ever man man we need that i will oh, i well a i'm super open for this project please call me back hey i'll send you my headshots my my our acting reels and we'll go from there my agent will talk to your agents but <laughs> count me count me down i'm super down for that yeah, and man. And we've talked about this on the show multiple times. We're dancers. We are the yeah, dancers. Yeah, talked about this on the I show. I want to get some clips times. of y'all dancing. Oh, like, bro. Come on. Absolutely, it. man. What are you doing? And, what bro, doing? not tough fangirl too hard, man. I, bro, I love the way you talk. It's like cursive coming out of your mouth. It's like cursive. <laughs> literally. Nah, man. Nah, nah. You're not, bro, you're not saying anything negative, bro. You're not saying, you, you just want to create some cool stuff and spread it out. Some man. happiness, man. Some love. That's, that's I'm just cool, trying to vibe, man. dude. Good for you, bro. Good for you, man. Bro. Yeah. 
us, bro, us too, man. We just started, bro. We were like, hey, we got to do something. Let's make something happen. Here we are. So we could definitely relate to that, man. Now, now I feel like we've, ta- we've explored your music quite a bit. Now, is there anything that you've been thinking about doing beyond music? Any, any avenues you want to explore? Well, um, I'd like to go into acting, definitely, down the line. Why not? You heard it first here. What are we Breaking doing? News. Breaking news. What are we doing? Okay, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're fangered. I'd love to go into acting. I feel like comedy would be fun to do in acting i was watching a bunch of snl today and i just want to give a shout out to the californians the whole series and i was like practicing how to say stewart on the mirror today like like stewart what are you doing here (laughs) did you take rodeo or is it rodeo just get out of here stewart get on the you go back on the freeway. We don't call it the expressway. You go back on the freeway down Rodale to Los Angeles and you let us know. Still at. Stir. I love so the Californians, bro. That's so cool. No, I love Saturday Night Live. I love Saturday Night Live too. I, I always dra- drag them to watch YouTube videos with oh, me. Oh, hours worth of it, bro. Hours worth. It no. makes me watch hours worth of it. But the Californians were, bro, we, we that, that's such a funny skit that they do, man. It's so funny. It's so funny. No, the one I liked of the Californians was the one with Bieber. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Where you going <laughs> away? Oh no. Yeah. Oh well, the one with Mac J- with uh, Mick Jagger was wild too, though. Oh yeah. Where, yeah. Well, he plays like everybody's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he plays every. Oh. He's like everyone's dad. He's like, I have to tell you something. <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> you have a brother, <laughs> Devin. Uh, how do you know where he lives? And it's like, it's. I think it's perfect. So I, I totally love to go into that if i can just because um i like impressions and i feel like um i like just going into different accents you're good at it you're good at it bro that was spot on you killed me i, I was i almost fell off this futon yeah man <laughs> i mean this i mean the futon i mean um this uh, louis vuitton uh uh three thousand dollar uh uh couch sponsored oh, yeah. somebody somebody pay me temper peter though specifically what's up what are we doing i like soft beds. my butt hurts <laughs> my life hurts but uh nice. what's it called so, I mean, look, so no one could predict the future. And if you can, please, we don't even want your sponsorship. Just talk to us. But no one could predict the future. But do you ever think that with legacies being into play, what, what, like, what legacy would you like to leave as far as just you? Um, for myself, I'd like to be a good friend, a good uh, person, and uh, a good partner to my significant other. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I would like to have a family and um, leave that legacy on to uh, my offspring and my, my child, my, ch- my children, and um, have them taste life how I taste life, how I enjoy life. And I remember seeing a bumper sticker when I was bike riding yesterday. It was, it was, pro- it was definitely the most oblivious thing that I don't know if they knew this, but their bumper sticker just said live life on it. And I was like, well, that doesn't say anything. But to me, like, I'm like, okay, well, live life. And the way I live life is just, you know, through positivity and through giving it, you know, never just being true to myself and being true to my word, whatever I do in the future, if something comes from this music or something comes from, I just want it to be genuine, sincere, and that it came from the heart. And look, I'm not a perfect person. I'm, I, I don't have like, I don't get straight A's, you know what I mean? Like in my life report card, I've had some C's, you know, I've had some D's. 
and D minuses. My conduct hasn't always been a one, but um, I mean, the person who I was isn't the person who I am today. I, I, you got to kill the person you were to become the person you were born to be. And I think I've killed that person. I'm not saying I was some crazy ass like fire starter no, arsonist. Man, it's a metaphor. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's a metaphor, guys. Rage, rage, effing rage. <laughs> but man, nah, hey, you are speaking actual factuals over here, my friend. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess to piggyback off what we spoke earlier about clothing and owning it, it's the same thing as with that bumper sticker. Could have been afraid of anybody. You decided to own it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's awesome that you're owning your life you're owning your son you're owning the person who you were and the person who you want to be and you're doing such a great job at it bro i mean if no one's told you this bro you are doing a great job please thank you it really does mean a lot because the you know these times are tough and we can't get away from them and uh, you find moments where you can not be motivated discouraged and even sometimes depressed and um it it's a very serious thing that we all face within ourselves but um being able to just participate in, in something so beautiful and like a podcast and being able to produce something. I just want to give back to the world so that they feel like there's a light. There's some light somewhere. You can find a light somewhere in the, in the darkest places. And um, I, I'd love to be there. If not me, then hopefully somebody else who's better than I am that can do so. So it's, it's, I don't want to take, I don't want to make it all about me. I just want to make it about, we can survive and humanity has uh, has options to you know, to make something beautiful. These yeah, aren't but, just yeah, yeah. Sorry, go go ahead. No, I think that was it. Oh, okay. So yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but you're bro. We uh, we definitely could relate to that over here, man. Uh, look, this this podcast was something that we started because we honestly felt there, there weren't many other options else for us besides create something ourselves. And it's, and, and it's probably, I could, I'm speaking for myself. I think I could speak for Jonathan. It's, it's definitely one of the most authentic things I've ever done in my life. This feels honest. It feels real. You know, it feels like I'm not playing a character. I'm not doing something because I'm supposed to do it. And, and, I, and I feel like you relate that way with your music as well. And I just, I just think, uh, when do you feel that it's so nice to realize that about yourself? To realize that, wow, maybe I am doing something I'm supposed to be doing that I actually want to be doing? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it's exactly how I feel. And I try to stay away from certain anxieties and certain back of the head thoughts that tell me that I'm not doing enough because I don't ever like to be satisfied, but I do like to appreciate what I'm doing for myself. And I want to look back at the end of this and just be like, well, that was an incredible run. Wherever it ends, that was an incredible run. I'd, love to, I'd like to see myself in the next few years, um, maybe taking some time um, in Paris or Italy and just kind of being living a simple life, you know, maybe in the next 20 years, just, but like looking back and seeing like what I've accomplished as a person and who I've helped. And, uh, if I've made them happy, then I've done my job. And all I have to say to that man is cheers to that statement. Bro. Cheers, cheers, to, cheers that. to that. Cheers to that man. And, and also, I think it's great that even if you don't do it just for you, that you're deciding to be the voice for others. I think it's, I think that's a yeah. beautiful sentiment. Um, so yeah, man, uh, we've taken up a lot of your time. Uh, so just one last question for you. If you had any words of wisdom that you wish you would have heard when you're starting out to pursue your goals or your dreams, what would have, what would they be? Um, if I could go back and 
tell my my 15 year old self like what was going to be going on in the next 10 years um i would just tell him to just go with the flow and never doubt yourself uh don't feel like you've given up just because things didn't work out the first time um listen to your friends and those who care about you and respect your family respect those that you love because especially if somebody that's given so much to you and you, 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 you always, you owe them your life to try to make them, you know, appreciate. And there are people out there that haven't had that experience and those that need, there's people that need love in this world and you could be somebody to give that to somebody else. And that's, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's beautiful, bro. That's, bro. I love you, mom. Mom, if you're listening, I love no, you. Hey, Dad, no, right now, you. I want to go give everybody a hug. Yeah, but man. I wish, we, I wish we were in studio, man. I want to give you a hug, Diego. Yeah. Man, this, this is virtual bro. hugs for sure. And we're, we're in Miami, around. bro. This is the closest. I'll, you, I'll meet you in Paris, though, for sure, bro. Just, oh, you know, we'll, we'll rendezvous. My people will get back to your people. I will <laughs> bring the berets and the baguettes. I promise. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Diego from D Ivories. Oh, man. What a was no, we love you bro thank you so thank much you so much for coming on oh man. wait 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 what are we doing what are we doing what are we doing we got a special preview that we're going to be throwing on the show oh, man. We're gonna release about that. what's the what's man. the name of the song here uh, diego give me a little give me a little Put us in, little quick synopsis so, so this song is called somewhere in the distance somewhere in the distance and it really much it's about um where would you rather be than not right now given everything that's going on in, the, in this world, this situation, our country, where would you rather be? Since you we really can't go any places, but you'd like to go somewhere, you'd like to be somewhere, or you'd like that somewhere to be brought to you. So it's pretty much talks about you seeing somewhere in the distance, but you can't get to it. Wow. Awesome, bro. We're looking forward to hearing it. It's a little preview. Um, if you guys want to know more about the song and its release date, follow Diego at Die Ivories on Instagram and all other social media platforms that he has. Which Search I'm him sure on Spotify. All of, all, of all of it. You you will not regret it. Trust me. Thank you so much, Diego. Thank you all so good, much, Diego. my friends. Bro, it has been a really pleasure. Appreciate it. We'll it's... get you. We'll get you back on soon once more music comes out, or even if you just nice. want to come on and do some sketch comedy with us. We're thinking about adding a segment onto the show. <laughs> hey, man. Bro, improv. Hey, we gotta make some magic happen. Some again. improv, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's always fun. It's a good time. Absolutely. Bro. I wish we had more than an hour to do this, man. I can feel like I could talk to you for like the next three hours. Oh, well, yeah. we're going to have to back And also, we're, we're going to be part of this music video, apparently. Oh, man. So, yes, dancing. you are. So get ready. Let's do it. Let's get do ready it, to bro. dance. To, super, to super down. We're super, super down. Awesome. All right, well, Diego. Thank, thank you so much for joining. It's been a pleasure, okay, brother. Night, Take everyone. care of yourself, okay? Stay safe. Thank you. Somewhere, somewhere in the distance, I see a position.
Well, I hope you all enjoyed that interview. Big thanks to D. Ivories for coming in the studio and dropping that knowledge on us. We hope you enjoyed it. And in the middle of that, I got rid of Jonathan. We had to let him go. Now we've got Kevin Cerna over here. You've probably never seen me before, but my name is Kevin Cerna. Um, I'm one of Jonathan Carrera's old friends. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it sounds very good. Um, I hope to be on the show soon. And yeah, uh, this is Kevin Cerna and Raul Nieves signing off for KNR Podcast. He's going to be here more than soon. We got rid of Jonathan. He's my new partner. Bye, John. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.